Ready? Born ready. Welcome, 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 welcome. Back to another episode of Cool and Conscious, where you essentially learn how to balance the two. How to be cool in this not-so-conscious world slash super-conscious world, and how to be conscious in this oh-so-let's-drive-the-culture-let's-be-cool world. Um, So welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, To be completely honest, I do not feel like recording today. Um, Because my day was pretty just not a good day. Um, It wasn't. And mentally, I am just annoyed. But I'm here um, because sometimes you just need to push through it. Um, so thank you guys for being here with me. Um, thank you guys for your continued support. Um, and we can go ahead and get in this thing. Let's go ahead and start with a drum roll so I can tell you guys how I feel. How I feel. <laughs> um, today I feel... Uh, I want to feel cool. I want to feel cool. I don't feel cool, but I I, I don't feel like being conscious. So I want to, I want to be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I feel like it is almost my birthday. My birthday is August 18th. It's literally a few days away. So bittersweet about it i don't know if anybody else cries on their birthday but i am that person i get really emotional around my birthday just because it's like a mix of oh my gosh am i on the right track am i fulfilling my purpose am i not doing enough am i doing too much like it's it is like hardcore reflection time for me and sometimes I am crying tears of joy. Sometimes I'm crying tears of unfulfillment. Sometimes I'm just overreacting and being dramatic and crying, which usually is the third one. (laughs) But either way, I end up crying. And there was, I don't know if you know what Lionsgate is, Keith, um, but Lionsgate is on... 0808. So that's August 8th. And it is a very, very powerful night. Um, and this particular Lionsgate that just passed was on a new Leo moon. I was about to say, I heard of Lionsgate's films. Yeah. No, oh. absolutely not. <laughs> not Lionsgate films. It's like a manifestation portal. Um, it's, it's just in like the energy realm. Um, and like manifesting and releasing old energies and and in bringing new energies into your life and and speaking life over your life essentially. Is that kind of like that Saturn's return thing? Is that kind of like that? 
Um, yeah, kind of, sorta. Like the whole retro, the world of retrograde and the balance of energies and <laughs> cosmic flows and all that stuff. Um, zodiac signs, astrology, it all like kind of goes into it. Um, and so for people that know about like Lionsgate and study energy and and all that good stuff, that was a very powerful night. And so on that night, I released a lot of things. Um, and I welcome new things into my spirit, into my space, into my life. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm in a purge right now. So it's like, once you get rid of some things, you, you kind of mourn over them a little bit. So I feel like my body and my energy and my spirit is, is mourning and, fully going through that release because sometimes it doesn't just release when you write it down or it doesn't release when you just say say it um it takes a little bit of time so today was definitely a purge day um and so yeah going into a little detail before I actually got here I wouldn't say I got bad news This is really going into is a cup half full or half empty. Um, because sometimes when you ask for ask for something, ask the universe for something, it has a, a real funny way of showing you to make sure that you wanted what you said you wanted. Um, and so I constantly manifest some of the same things just regarding me and the legacy I want to live and the different standards I live by. And in society, I seldomly find my standards. Um, I seldomly find people that rather not live in the state of mediocrity um, and being in this world where everything is just so mediocre nowadays and you have to dumb yourself down and like you can't really be who you are just because the world just isn't ready um i have some days where i i regret being conscious because we don't live in a a a world that appreciates consciousness. Um, and so a few months ago, someone reached out to me and they were saying like, oh, you know, Kriya, I think you would be great for this opportunity. You would be super great for this opportunity. We need someone like you. We need someone like your voice. We, um, I, you know, I appreciate what you did, how you spoke up, like young people need someone like that and I'm like okay well tell me something I don't know like <laughs> you talking to me real nice but I, I know who I am I know what I represent I don't thank you for the compliment but I know that so tell me some shit I don't know because I'm tired of hearing that we need someone like you and then someone like you who is in position to give someone like me an opportunity and brings it into my face and waves it around and then The silence is speaking louder than the words. 
Um, so anyway, the opportunity presents itself. Well, the person presented the opportunity and they asked me to do X, Y, and Z. Um, they asked me to send them over X, Y, and Z. And so I do it within the time frame, exactly what they, exactly what they asked for. Mind you, they brought the opportunity to me. Um, and this was, this was way, way, way earlier this year. And I try to stay off of social media just because I am a person. And while I know who I am, sometimes when you get on social media, you just begin to subconsciously compare yourself to others and their accomplishments. And it makes you feel like you aren't doing what you're supposed to do. And you start being down on yourself. And then there's that rabbit hole that you ended up digging yourself into because you saw a glimpse of someone's life for a matter of 30 seconds. Um, and so today I hadn't really been on social media today just because I wasn't feeling too well. And I got on and the first thing I saw was an accomplishment from someone. I saw the update of the opportunity that was presented to me. Um, and unbeknownst to me, I wasn't included um, on the update. And it really, initially, it really, really, like, hurt. Because I'm thinking, like, dang, but you said I was I was perfect for this opportunity. You said that this is what y'all were looking for. You said that you needed someone like me and you gave me a list of it, all the boxes that I checked off. And here it is. The opportunity is now present and I'm not present. Um, and so immediately I started doing what a person does and I started blaming myself and questioning myself and dang God, why am I not good enough? And what are you like, what's going on? Like, I wish I never had a spoke out because speaking out has derailed me so much because no one truly wants to work with me because they, they know what I'm capable of and they see that power and it scares them. And it's like, I don't want to be powerful anymore. God, like I'm sick of it because I keep getting passed up and it's just like, fuck. I just want to be cool. You know, like, being conscious is really fucking hard sometimes. Um, especially when you you keep seeing these opportunities or you keep seeing people being presented with opportunities that you know you could do or that you know you could do so much better. And it's no shade to the people, you know, that that get the opportunities. But when you know what's inside of you and you know without a shadow of a doubt that it's in you, not on you, like you... You get frustrated at, at mediocrity. You get frustrated when people that, when people get picked for certain things. And it's like, man, man, like it's, it's, and I'm only being this transparent because it happens to all of us. And I know sometimes people may see someone and think, oh, hey, they have it all or, hey, you know, they never get upset or they never contradict themselves, but it's like, no, I, I do. And I'm, I'm learning how to see it for what it is. Um, but going back to Lionsgate, 
I was welcoming the energy of patience. I welcomed the energy of patience, stamina, and strength. And here I am a few days later being presented with an opportunity to be patient. Being presented with an opportunity to have strength to remember what I asked for because now that the original opportunity is here and I was not chosen for it and I'm doing what people do when they I'm looking at the different promo I'm looking at the different things that the opportunity is actually about and what it ended up turning into and I realized that that opportunity wasn't meant for me And I'm realizing that that's not what I've been asking the universe for. And so it's just like, okay, well, did you really miss out on an opportunity or is your opportunity still in the works? And it has not been finished yet because you didn't ask to be this cool entertainer. And that's what the opportunity ultimately turned into being, an opportunity to entertain people. But here I am asking for an opportunity of a lifetime to inspire and change the way people think. I'm asking for an opportunity that is going to take a little more time to be worked out, a little more time to be flushed through, a little more time to be cultivated and put together. And so when I changed my mindset and thought about it, I'm like, well, you know what, Cree, you asked. You ask for something different. So you can't get upset when you see that someone else got something that you didn't because that ultimately wasn't even what you were asking for. And so I'm talking through this so you guys can understand that sometimes You may see something and it may hurt your feelings, but in retrospect, it was there to test your feelings. It's there to test to see if you're still going to care about what you said you cared about when you see that other people are getting something. To test your feelings to see if you're going to feel the same way about what you said you wanted long after that feeling has gone away to test your feelings to see if you were truly serious about what you said that you wanted because it's for some people it comes overnight or it seems like it comes overnight but for most people it comes when we truly know what we want and we can't be shaken by what other people have going on So sometimes you'll be tested and you'll see different people receiving different fruits from their labor. labor. You'll see so many people eating cake. You'll see so many people with different plates at their table. And it has nothing to do with your lack. It has nothing to do with your, your incapability. It has nothing to do with you not being good enough. So don't immediately go into questioning yourself and if you do hey you do because it happens because I was just doing it but 
when I realized that the opportunity was presented to me, but it was given to someone else because that's not what I asked for. And if I ended up in that position, I wouldn't have been doing what I need to do. I wouldn't have been doing what I've been asking the world to bless me with. I wouldn't have been doing what I asked God to bless me with. And I would have had to be redirected again. And so as you're moving through life and you're figuring out what it is that you want, And I know this sounds super corny and cliche, but sometimes your no isn't a no. It's just a not yet. Sometimes what you ask for is still in the kitchen cooking. Literally, it's still in the kitchen cooking. So if you could just be a little patient, if you could just give God a little grace, if you could just give God, a little belief and take some of that belief that you got in these nothing ass niggas (laughs) and these nothing ass bitches. (laughs) But I'm saying when you think about it, it's like you, you believe that this nigga is going to act right after he just showed you that he not, you believe that this, this woman is going to. She's going to act right, even though she's showing you that she's not worth shit. You keep believing in this person. So why not believe or just take some of that belief and believe in yourself and then take some more of that belief and believe in God and then take some more of that belief and then believe in the world and the energy that's already there. Because you believe in that person a lot. Because you go back three, four, five, six, seven times because you believe that they're going to treat you right. So how about you take some of that belief and rechannel it into your purpose? Um, yeah, I think you guys can do it. It, it Like I said, it's not going to be easy because I was I was really hurt when I got on social media and saw that. I was like, damn, like, I really wanted, I, I really wanted that. But after thinking about it, I only wanted it because it would have made me look cool. It wouldn't have been serving my purpose. I would have been, once again, serving it. Is that thing that you saw something that you could build yourself? No. It was what I thought initially. It was something that was going to provide a space for conscious people to be cool. But now that I see it and the direction it's going in, it's just a place for people to be cool. There's no interchange there's there's no simultaneousness of it and it's like you know what I've I've been cool you know like everything I I do moving forward I want to be both um 
And I don't feel like just after seeing what it is, I don't feel like seeing after seeing what it is and seeing the opportunity, seeing who received the opportunity, I do not see where I would have fit in the mold, if that makes sense. Now, me personally, I could have fit because I know myself, I know I could have fit in it, but could I have fit in it with everything that comes with who I am? That's where the question lies. I don't think it would have completely afforded me to be unapologetically cool and conscious. Well, then it sounds like it sounds like what you're trying to do or what you want to do, you can build it yourself. You're going to do it yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, and I, I know that. But again, sometimes just seeing. Sometimes just seeing what other people have accomplished can just just make you feel like you've accomplished nothing or derail your excitement you get what I'm saying like unfortunately sometimes that just happens and and mind you this has been out for like almost three weeks I just never saw it and I find it funny how after the work I did during the lion's gate it just pops up literally just popped up like I wasn't looking for it at all (laughs) like because I hadn't heard anything back about the opportunity so I just thought that it just you know I don't know I just thought it wasn't happening anymore something but I was not worried about it at all and I truly feel like it was a test and I started out failing it but I definitely feel like I got like a B minus. <laughs> I feel like I got a B minus. Um, but I definitely want to eventually get an A plus. So I'm not saying universe and God, you could just keep sending me all these curveballs. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that I'm willing to keep working towards it. So I can't get an A plus on the test the next go around. Yep. All right, that's my um, little personal in my businessness. Um, now get into the business of Atlanta. Um, so there was an APD officer by the name of. Let me try to find him. Let me see. Hmm. Her name is, well, on social media, I think it's Foxy Roxy. Foxy Roxy. I wish I I could see her really name. I mean, not her really name. (laughs) I could see her real name. Um, Either way, either way. Um, 
Mm. Y'all, seeing this video is very triggering. Because she's literally standing by the police car. And the police says, in, at the start of the video, he says, I don't have time for this. And so he, he starts trying to arrest her. He pulls her scarf off of her head. He throws her to the ground. He's threatening to tase her just to get her in handcuffs. And she's literally saying, officer, I'm trying to sign the ticket because he wanted her to sign the ticket. And she's like, okay, officer, I will sign the ticket. And somebody's recording and he's like, officer, I will sign the ticket too. Are you playing it? This is a different one. Yeah, I was about to say that's that's not the one. I don't I don't remember hearing the hearing the baby. Yeah, that's another one that just happened. In Atlanta? Yeah, mother tased and punched. In Atlanta? That's on what social media? Yeah, but this happened in May though. But still, like why nobody was talking about it? Oh, so this is August. So yeah, damn. Okay, I have the one that. Oh shoot! Hold on. Okay. I know, but I'm going to. Put your hands behind your back. Mr. Brooks, I'm going to. Put your hands behind your back. Sir, you don't have to. You don't have to. You do not have to. I'm asking you, why am I putting my hands behind my back? I'm going under arrest. I'm going to sign the ticket, but why am I under arrest? Sir, I'm she's about to sign the ticket. I'm going to sign. She's about to sign the ticket. That's all you wanted to do is sign a ticket. That's all it is. I'm going to sign the ticket. That's all she's going to sign the ticket. You told me you're not. She's about, I'm going to sign the ticket, sign the ticket now. Mr. Brooks, I'm going to sign the ticket. You don't have that option now. Why don't I have the option, Mr. Brooks? Because I gave you two options. She was just asking for Mr. your badge Brooks, number I'm at first. I'm asking for your badge number, and I wasn't clear on why yeah. you weren't giving me your badge Sir, you don't have to. Sir, you do not have to tell her like that. Oh, my God. Sir, you do not have sir, to drag her like Mr. that. Sir, I'm going to sir, you do not have to grab her like that. I'm going to sign the ticket, Mr. Brooks. I'm going to sign the ticket. Why am I being arrested? Can you please tell me why I'm being arrested? Sir. Oh my God. I'm so scared. My God, please, in the name of Jesus, please, God, in the name. Why am I being arrested, Mr. Brooks? I'm going to sign the ticket. Mr. Brooks, why am I being arrested? Why am I being arrested? I don't understand why I'm being arrested. Can you please tell me why I'm being arrested? Turn around and put your hands behind your Tell me why I'm being arrested. I have the right... Pause right there now. If anybody's seen the video, all of it is excessive as fuck, right? But that moment right there let me know that he was doing all of this as a show of force because when he says, I'm going to tase you, and the man is recording, like, don't tase her, you saw how he looks up at the guy, like, I'm not going to tase her. So, bro, why the fuck would you even pull the taser out? Why are you even trying to scare her even more when she's already being scared? On top of him literally being on top of this lady. Yeah, you already done slammed. You already done did the he has. Maneuver. He literally has body slammed her at this point. And, y'all, this is not a... This is a cop who is a smooth, like, two, 230, 250 pounds. Like, this is not a, a small guy. This is not a small woman either. Small in the sense of height. Like, she's looked like she about a smooth 5'9", five 5'10", five maybe even. And she's a grown woman, so she has a little weight on her. But even still, this man is bigger than her. And he's on top of her. 
She has on a dress, y'all. He didn't pull her scarf off. She's on the concrete ground, scraped up, because he is at this point sitting on top of her. One handcuffed on her arm. She's literally complying, saying, you wanted me to sign the ticket. I will sign. I'm, a, I'm trying to sign the ticket. I cannot. Y'all, I cannot express how triggering it is. Because. When I was assaulted. And it'll be four years in October. And it's like. It's just one of those things that'll never go away. Why does lady look familiar? Who the lady that's being assaulted? I I don't I I don't know. I mean it's Atlanta. I mean like I'm sure you've probably seen her somewhere because like I wish I could see this man trying wrestling this lady. And I'm so thankful that someone was there to record. His name is Officer Brooks. I am so glad that someone was there to record it because this is a black man. Like, this is a black man. Like, real ass wrestling this lady to the ground as if she ha- has put his life in danger. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. How do you go home? Do you have kids? Do you, excuse me, do you have a wife? Did you go home to your wife after this and say, hey, I, I wrestled this woman to the ground and threatened a taser and scarred her for the rest of her life? Like, did you go home and, and say that? Because now she's going to have to live with this for the rest of her life. Literally, like it, it doesn't go away. And then when you have a black mayor who is more than likely not going to do anything about this unless it makes the shade room. So let's hope it makes the shade room because only the shade room has the power nowadays to <laughs> make people bend, bend to their will. And even then, sometimes people still don't bend. I mean, like, okay, so what happens? What would you, there, there's a couple of, conversations here right because the first one is the officer was wrong so then what happens um what do we need to do to get this officer fired right like protests calling city hall like what what has to happen that's the first one um the second one is i think citizens got to be more informed on their rights because what she was asking for was going to be on the ticket like if you ever got a ticket before, you get all the officers' information. So, like, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's the other side of the shit, too. Like, it's the other side. Like, he's wrong for the excessive force, but, like, what? I want to know, like, what? Okay, the question really comes up for training purposes, right? Like the reason why I ask these questions is really so it's like when you work at when you work with kids, right? They'll tell you there's certain trigger words that kids will say that let you know you need to back up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like kids will mess around all that, but like when you see that one kid that had their hair down and they're not trying to mess with you and they give you one backup command, all right, you know what? 
you leave that kid alone. Right. I wonder, do the police, do when they're trained, do they hear words that lets them know that they need to de-escalate? Because really, that's really what it comes down to. When do the police learn to de-escalate? Why is it always on the citizens to de-escalate? Like, why does she have to calm down? Why couldn't the police have calmed her down? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to know that exchange because it's not justified the force, but what was the confrontation? Like, how did he get, how did he, how was he able to write a whole ticket out and all you had to do was sign it and we got to this point? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess I, sometimes I wish we had, like, just a cop podcast where I could just ask cops questions, but I got frat brothers that are police and them niggas will be lying. So, and like, that's another thing. That's why I feel like she asked him that because that could be used as a de-escalation tactic. Asking for your badge number? Yeah. I feel like uh, it could go both her, ways. On her side? On on her side. Because I'm saying, for so for some cops, mm-hmm. if you say, okay, well, hey, what's your badge number? You are... Am- implying that okay you are going to be held accountable for any wrongdoing that comes up and it kind of lets the cop know okay well i'm not just a regular joe schmo out here that's not educated you get what i'm saying i am a little educated so can i have your badge number officer you've asked me for my information i've given it to you now i'm asking you for yours i feel like that's a e- an even exchange whether i do anything with the badge number or not but just the fact that I'm asking for it lets you know that I'm coherent, that I understand what's going on. Now, and, and I'm paying very much attention. So if you do make a wrong misstep, I do have your badge number and I will call whoever I need to call to report this and make a case or do whatever needs to be done to hold you accountable. And so it's like, okay, well, if you know somebody's not playing around not, and they're going to make efforts to hold you accountable for any wrongdoing that you do, I'm going to make sure, you know what, this goes as nice, quick, smooth as possible. You get what I'm saying? But then you have those officers that that doesn't work for, and that is a negative trigger. Yeah, and so I, I've always heard it as a... Like disrespect. Well, not disrespect. Like It's a deterrent, but anytime that happens... You, you as a citizen also have to be prepared to get the consequences. But why do why is there a consequence for me asking information that you can easily provide me with? Oh no no no! I mean, what you're saying is definitely crazy. But because of like the due process of the law, what most lawyers would tell you, and ba- it's like a sit-in protest, right? When you go sit at the county, you know you don't get beat up and locked up, and they're gonna bail you out. But the people saw what happened. It's the same thing you ask for a badge number. You can have a whole crazy inter- interaction and you ask for the badge number and it'll go two ways. Once you ask for the badge number, either the police will be like, like you said, tighten up, let you go, or give you the badge number, but also give you this ticket, arrest you, whatever comes with it. There's been times where I ask for a badge number and they say, oh, okay, we'll just let you go. I could have been like, nah, give me the ticket and your badge number. But I didn't want no ticket. Right. So you... So like I see what you mean as far as being a deterrent, but a lot of times if you push for it, you kind of know you're gonna get whatever they were gonna give you, which is, whether that be a ticket, whether that be an arrest, whatever that is. 
I just don't understand how he wrote the whole ticket out and all she had to do was sign it and they got to that point. If anybody's ever been stopped and gotten the ticket, once they write it and all you had to do is sign it, you should be free to you go. Be free to like, go, so. or you should have already been arrested before the ticket was written. Like, there's no, oh, hey, pull you over, talk about whatever, whatever. It's either you are being a menace to society, we're about to arrest you right now, you'll get the tickets when you get locked up or when you go to court, or mm -hmm. you're not getting the tickets as you're being civil. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, <laughs> and so the fact that. Again, y'all, this man, this is not a little narcissist, uh, Napoleon Syndrome suffering man. This is a grown-ass man, okay, that's big as fuck. Like, this is not a little man. Like, I can't, like, the force that he is exerting, he's throwing her on the ground. He's wrestling her to the ground. He's on top of her. Like, I. Nah, it's, it's. it's like I said, the excessiveness is crazy. Like it's 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 too the this is this is the unfortunate thing, right? What's gonna happen is cause at the end we don't even know if she really got arrested or not. Like so cause I haven't seen anything that says she got a full blown yeah. arrested. So it's like you had this whole encounter, you didn't get fully arrested, you still got a ticket. The most that's gonna happen is that they drop the charges, drop the ticket, and let you go. Yeah, you could try to sue the city, but you know they're they'll have those quote unquote protocols and procedures that, you know, I asked you to comply and you didn't. I think that because a lot of the comments are saying that, like, why was she resisting? Why didn't she just um put her hands behind her back? She's definitely resisting and fighting back. Well, not even that part. Like, it, see, it started from because if you read the report, it her and her friend were hanging out at the park after night. So if you've ever been at a park when it got dark and been approached by the police, that's a pretty civil interaction. Like I've had that interaction before. Like, you know, some end up going down, you still at the park talking, police pull up, hey man, the park closed. Oh, okay, cool. Now, for me, I'm always triggered anytime police ask for your ID. Right? When police ask for your ID, in my mind, there's already there's already interaction. There's already about to be an altercation, whether it be physical or verbal. And now I'm just sitting back waiting for the ticket. Because once you ask for my ID, I have nothing else to say to you as the police. Now, until then, I kind of can be a little cordial. Oh, you need this to leave? Cool, no problem, man. You know, our bad. We, we out of here. Cool, boom. But if you approach me as the police and say, hey, the park is closed. Matter of fact, let me get your IDs. As soon as the police say, let me get your IDs, you're on heightened alert. So I understand how she could probably say, okay, you want my ID? Well, what's going on? Like, what you need my ID for? Well, unfortunately, you have to know your laws. You're in Georgia. Georgia is a, you have to carry your ID. They have the right to ask for ID. Every state isn't like that, but Atlanta, the city mm -hmm. and the state, Georgia, is like that. Only way you get away with it is if you don't have it on your person at all. So key tip, people, if you don't want to be asked for ID, leave your ID at the house. You know what I'm saying? But if your ID is in your pocket and they ask for it, you have to present it. And if you don't have it, you have to present some other information. So they had it. They had to give it up. She probably was triggered by that. But once their ID is in their hand, you kind of just got to go and get that ticket. Like, it's it's, uh, it's that it's that bullshit of um, how... I just hate how police have the discretion to enforce the law. 
That's basically what it boils down to. Would that happen to a white couple? You know, would he have done that to a white couple? Would he have just let them leave? Would he have asked for their ID? You know, hell no, because I'm telling you, I mean, he would have known better. He would have known better. And, and see, that's the kind of thing. <laughs> that's the, and now, uh. and now you get me thinking about like ways for for solutions. Like that's the kind of data that I feel like we need, right? Don't tell me. How many black people got pulled over? Because I know we get pulled over all the time. Give me the simple stats. Tell me how, how many, many times white I, people. Well, how many IDs were ran today? And then how many was white and how many was black? That's a simple statistic that every day you can report and let us know. And, and how many people you pulled over? So out of all the people you yeah. pulled over, how many were white? How many were black? Of the people you pulled over, how many IDs did you actually pull? Mm-hmm. Are they white and are they black? Mm-hmm. Because every black person that's getting pulled over is getting ID. It don't matter. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And it's taking an extra hour out of your day. And they do that on purpose so you can get agitated and then begin to be dismissive and then begin to s- drop sarcastic remarks. And then they do that shit on purpose. When it's a white person, sometimes you got just the asshole cops that don't give a fuck what color you are. And they just move slow and take their fucking time. How how do you? Because I know this is close to home for you. How how do you? How how do you handle seeing these videos without being? Because like me and my son, I had him. Well, I had all my kids this weekend, but me and my son in particular, we were talking about the police, and he asked me a real question about them, and I said, "Well, if you to tell you the truth, yeah, I've gotten smart with the police and stuff, but in general." I've had good interactions. Like I've had interactions where I've had weed on me in my pocket and these niggas just let me go. You know what I'm saying? I've been drunk mm-hmm. as a skunk mm-hmm. and they let my dad come pick me. Like it's been plenty of time where they could have banned me the fuck up. But I also know people in my circumference, you as well, like who have been accosted by the police. So it was like, I was telling my son, the issue with the police isn't the personal interactions. It's the, the jurisdiction that they have, it's the rules, it's in place, it's that any given moment, that those are, it's a shame to have to label those as good interactions because that's how it should just be. Mm-hmm. Any given moment, they could pull us, I told myself, they could pull us over right now and make me get on the ground, pull my pants down if they wanted to, show you my ass if they wanted to, if they wanted to. Just to say, oh, I'm just searching, yeah, nothing on me, but that's what they want to do. Now, if I start turning up and get irate, there's just too many things in place to protect the police and not enough stuff to protect the citizens. You know what I'm saying? That pay the police. Not only am I paying you to piss me off, but I'm paying you to make my life a living hell and paying you to scar me for the rest of my life. Like for the people that don't know, and for the people that do, like I mentioned earlier, it'll be the fourth anniversary um, since I was assaulted by a police officer, an APD, um, officer LaMille Gardner or ex officer LaMille Gardner. And to date, the case hasn't been solved, um, because our district attorney is more focused on going after Trump, um, and more focused on, um, holding the lyrics of rap artists against them in a country that, allows us to speak freely um yeah so the violent crimes that police commit against the citizens of this city does not matter um to her either way 
some, there are some days where I go without thinking about it, but most days it's in the back of my mind. Most days it's in the back of my mind. And so watching this video was beyond triggering because I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this looks like, like me, like not saying that this, this, her, this video is exactly what happened to me, but I'm saying as I'm watching it, it's bringing back so many, just so, so much. It's sad too, cause when, it's sad when you see the black police. It's just sad because it's like this nigga was big as fuck. He's not no little like. And not to say I understand, none of it's justifiable. When I be seeing the little police, I know where it come from. And see, and so you got a little man complex. You wanna, you know, especially the fat police. They be trying to. Like, and when I say, and and like you brought up a great point, is it shouldn't always be. Um, it shouldn't always be. Like the the citizen's responsibility to de-escalate the situation. And in my situation, I was de-escalating it because I saw how short the cop was. And so I knew instantly I have these heels on. Mm-hmm. I am a smooth 6'2", 6'3". Let me try my best to not piss him off. Even though I already knew he was pissed off because he was speaking to me through his car. Mm-hmm. So I knew shit was about to go left because he pulled over and is speaking to me through the car, telling me to get out of the car. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Exit the vehicle now. And I'm like, oh, it's 10 o'clock at night. My phone just died. I'm not getting out of this car. Not with you talking to me like that. So I waited for him to come to my car so I could see his face and ask him a question. Hey, officer, how are you today? Get out of the car. Well, my name is Cree, officer. Is there anything that I can help you with? Can you explain to me why you pulled me over? Get out of the car. Okay. Like. So, so then. Right there, right? That's that's what I mean. Like where it just this is why I wish we had a lawyer here. Um, because it's like even the compliance, right? Why can some how can you just tell me just to get out the car? And you haven't given me any explanation. Else. Like like there's nothing Of course am I no am I no longer a person and I'm I'm not supposed to be scared. You, you're yelling at me and, to tell me to get out the car. I don't want to comply to that because now I'm I'm subjecting myself to more fear and more anguish. And even, like what? Even before all that, right? They always tell us, "Well, the police approach you the way they do because you know safety. They fear for their life. They don't know what you could have on you, right? So they say that bullshit." In the same breath of, they'll approach you in a vehicle. I don't give a fuck if it's say Atlanta PD. Y'all merc, y'all auction those off all the time. I've seen niggas ride around in cars that look like police cars all any given the time. time. So uh, it's ten o'clock at night. It's dark. I'm a lady. So do you also take into account? Oh shit! Let me let me as the police because I'm the secure one. I have all my guns and 
everything I fucking need. Let and me get out the car. you have an entire law. You have laws that are built to protect you. So you go out into the world protected physically, mentally, emotionally. Like, you complete insanity. There's so many ways around your actions. Like, there has to be things, like, for me. And you fear for your life? Like, the lights, right? You know these are blue and red lights? Okay, police pull you over. I feel like every cop, there should never be a time where a cop did what they did to you. You should never tell somebody to get out the car or through your car. In 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 the shadow of dark. Now I understand if it's broad daylight, shit looks suspicious. I can see you can see me. Cool. If it's dark, automatically you gotta get out your car, player. You gotta get out your car. And if you're too scared, why the fuck are you the police? Why are you the pole? And that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, well. Like, I've never seen niggas who are scared of fire be firefighters. I've never seen a motherfucker who can't swim be a, be a lifeguard. lifeguard. But like, these motherfuckers be scared as fuck and be the police. Won't even go into the school to save children. Like, it's like you, you signed up. It's like with celebrities. I hate, oh, it grinds my fucking gears. And I don't know if this will come back to haunt me, but I'm standing 10 toes down because I wish artist development was a thing. Because the artists back in the day did not have any of the excuses that the artists of today have. Oh, I got social anxiety. Why the fuck are you an artist then? Like, you couldn't do like, it. Like, what you, you could not be Michael Jackson and have fucking social anxiety. Or if you did, you covered that shit up. Or, like, what do you mean? But you want this money, though. Yeah. You want to feed your family, though. You want us to still support you, though. But you don't want to take pictures? But... You don't want to go and do meet and greets, but you don't want to go on tour, but you don't want to do what it takes to reach a level of success, but you want people to compare you and give you your props and give you Grammys and give you awards. No, you don't get that. Yes, it's hard being a celebrity. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, that is what you, that's a part of the job. You signed up for. It is still a job. And now you have so many people that just, want to be celebrities just to be celebrities and then when they see what comes with it then they have a mental breakdown because they weren't prepared for what comes with it but it's like that's what comes with the job so instead of spending so much money on fucking chains and fucking bitches and and niggas and and lip gloss and all this other shit spend money on someone that can help you get over this fear that you have because i'm not saying that the fear that you have the social anxiety that you have i'm not saying the things that you go through are not valid and that you should not go through them what i'm saying is get the help that you need so you can feel comfortable in the new position and the new success that you have but do not keep giving us this sob story of you're suffering from x y and z and you're not doing anything to deal with it i don't i don't want to hear that and personally it's gonna make me not want to support you as an artist because beyonce has never not once ever even if she do got social anxiety even if she doesn't want to take pictures even like she'll put it in the song that's like yeah lemonade she, like she broke it all down like it's like i, I just feel like account it sounds like what you're referring to is this accountability and, and my issue with the system and society that we're in, it's nobody like, wants to be held accountable. Well, well, nobody wants to be held accountable, but everybody is held accountable, especially the small, the smaller 
on the totem pole you are, the broker you are, the more accountable you get held. If right. You, if you don't have enough money to cover this bill, they will shut your shit off. If your account is in negative, they will add more fees. They will hold you accountable and it's like, for but anything I, that happens. But then the other side of it is, well, what if it happened because my paycheck was late? Right. Who's going to hold the employer accountable? Oh, nobody because it's in an automated system or nobody because the government has protections says, oh, you can't sue the employer if that happens. Oh, so the employer doesn't need to pay for these extra fees. Is there no balance to this accountability? Like, okay, you want the citizens to de-escalate situations, but then there's no accountability. So if I'm a citizen and I turn up and I mistakenly harm somebody during my turn up, God forbid, kill somebody, I'm definitely going down. You can have a whole false warrant, everything botched, everything to the core, kill somebody, and nobody gets held accountable. Hell, I just seen a, a Democrat senator ran over a motherfucking Uber uh, delivery drive uh, yeah. bicyclist. Didn't report it to six hours later and not getting held accountable. Like, but if that was a regular person in her district that did that shit, been fucking she would have like. And who knows if she would have came out on some being hard on crime, whatever. Like I said, there's just no, there's accountability at the, at the bottom, no accountability at the top. Hell, even Biden even announced um, they're about to extend the PPP fraud. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, uh, what's it called? Investigations from two years to 10 years. They didn't put more money into the IRS. If you're a small business owner, you're making more than $600 in a transaction starting next year, you will start getting dinged on those transactions. What about taxing the fucking billionaire companies that are making with? that are making literally billion dollar transactions and that's, and that's what do you mean tax. you worry about my little bit of 600 in my cash app maybe that motherfucker owe me that that's why they cashed up to tell me what you what you following my money for but that's the accountability for the little person not the big people and it burns me because you're locking up small business owners who yeah they probably was trying to come up okay but we know there were big companies trying to come up that even came out on the news. Oh, we fi- we applied for it. We got twenty million. My bad. We'll we'll send it back. Hold on, so nobody getting locked up because I know Pookie Ray Ray. They getting locked up, right? Like you're locking these niggas up. I see in Tennessee, and it they, was five niggas locked up for five thousand dollars. And it's like right, they didn't they didn't get anything close to twenty million dollars. It's like, bro. Mind man. you, the people that got $20 million already had $20 million. Already had That's it. why they could send it back. Like, <laughs> like, already had it. They like, already had it. So it's like across the board, accountability is just not there. And, you know, it's about to happen. Because when anytime you've ever been in a classroom where one student is getting held accountable and the other student is not, that one student is about to turn the fuck up. And at this point, it's, it's the American people. Like, it's crazy to me that I see just every group, any group that you name is disgruntled. And you're still looking at black people like, we don't even need to say shit. Right. Like, this lady just got accosted by the police. We've been seeing this for the past decade. Literally the past decade. Ten years now, I feel like I've been seeing this shit. And we need to shut the fuck up. But an Asian person gets called... Uh, racial slur on their side, and you and the world ends. I mean, that New York lady said something about the Asian lady and got locked up with a hate crime. Meanwhile, we can't even get ten hate crime 
uh, penalties on the dude that shot up Buffalo. He gets one, one charge, not ten. You, you, but, but you wrote nigger on the gun. Like, what accountability do we have? When and when, how, where? Like, it's just. But again, this goes back to black leadership refusing yeah. to set precedents because when you have people. <laughs> When you have black leaders that refuse to put their foot down, that refuse to openly fight for black people, I don't need you going in these rooms where I can't hear you fighting for me. I don't need your face in the place. No, I need your voice speaking the fuck up. Like, Andre, you got to say something about this police. Like, it's like, I don't need the quiet. I don't, it's too fucking quiet. It's too quiet and I, if that I, makes me a radical i i'm a fucking radical nah, because I mean, some shit needs to be eradicated it needs to happen like it happen. the video came out yesterday i give them today to do their job tomorrow it should be a statement period no there should have been a statement when he saw it because i know he saw it there's, i'm gonna tell you why and, and this is this is where you know we have to stay in the long game because that's how they get us. They never give you the statement quickly because they hope that it's going to die down on social media. You know what I'm saying? They hope that you're And that's my point. Black leaders, if you, you, we heard from you so much, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me, late at night, middle of the night, early in the morning, at dawn, middle of the day, lunchtime, you was every fucking where. Mm -hmm. We heard your statement. Vote for Andre Dickens. We heard it. So just as loud as you were during election, I need you loud as fuck right now. That police officer needs to be held accountable. I don't care if you're not Patrick Labatt. I tried to tag his ass too, but he got it to where people can't tag him and shit. And it's like, bro, and they just passed to keep the jails moving or whatever they just passed with um to, to bring more jails. It's like, mm-hmm. like, make it make sense. In the meantime, you worried about nuisance laws of black businesses on the other side like, of the game. You like know what? what? It's like the city just, I mean, well, and, and dig through the crates, y'all. Derek Bozeman said it here on the podcast. Atlanta's done. Like, it's been gentrified. It's happened. These situations are going to continue to happen on top of moving out the black businesses. And in the next five years, Atlanta is going to be like Nashville. Like, like straight up, unfortunately, it's, it's absolutely it just disgust it, it disgusts me. All the uh, fake black people that's moving down here, I get I get you know you know what triggers me when I listen to other shows, and a motherfucker that's not from Atlanta will say shit like, mm. "I'm trying to get my money up because you know I'm gonna move to Atlanta. That's where the black people are. And, you know that way I can do business with black people and black people." And I'm like, "Y'all don't know shit about Atlanta. Atlanta is just like your hood." These niggas ain't doing shit down here. They ain't doing shit in your city. Like when I say it, like these niggas ain't doing. It grinds shit. my gears uh, because everybody, it, it just is just cool twenty four seven. There's mean, a new show, some Atlanta show, something, 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 and it's full of people not from Atlanta. Literally, everybody on the show. Not one person's from Atlanta. I could believe it. Not <laughs> one person. Even when that. they when they did the like the debut of it on social media, all of the comments were like, "So it's the show about Atlanta, and nobody from Atlanta is on the show about Atlanta." Megan, who is the casting director? Like, wh- who? No checking in. We talk about it all the time. There's no, there's no, no president. No, 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 no precedents that's set. 
There's no baseline because low key the people who got Atlanta popping were never from Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like outside, I'm not talking about the outcasts and the goody mobs. I mean like the Jermaine Dupree's and yeah, no. Reeves, those the money that came to Atlanta, they they weren't from Atlanta to begin with. So they were okay with being implants. And then you had the whole dope boy wave where them niggas was running from New York to come down south to get away from their bullshit, buying up all this land. And because we in the South, you know, this see the thing, the difference between the South and the North, white people in the South will trick you with the racism. See, up north. They are like very segregated up north. Down here, they'll let you get some money as long as you don't stir up too much of the niggas. And if you do, we got something on you. Like they always have something on you. That's the issue I feel like is especially around Atlanta. It's too many niggas in high positions that clearly they got some type of paperwork on you somewhere, bro. Because it's no way you can be Tyler Perry sitting on all this money and all these films and all these everything you sitting on and we can't get we how like how are we dealing with homelessness? You know what I'm saying? Nah, you worry about LGBTQ homelessness, but you know, that's a whole like it's story. like just, just I just sometimes y'all I really just be wanting it to make sense. That's it. I'm not asking for too much. I just want two plus two to equal four because right now two plus two. Is equaling like negative one hundred ninety-seven thousand, <laughs> and I just man, man, it just I when I say I have no words, I have no no words, and I hate to, I really hate to make it seem like I just don't. Like Atlanta is just so bad, and and it sounds like I'm complaining, and but it's it's really coming from just a place of just hurt. And and, and let me stop complaining too, because on the other side of the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, what happened? What 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 rights do we really have? Because I ain't gonna lie to you, it's there's no way I can see. There's no way I could be recording that. There's no way I could really record. It. There's no way I could do that. There's no way that... Because obviously it doesn't work. Recording, it does not work. Well, it's like... I don't know, man. It, it, sometimes we get getting too in a, in, a, in a survival mode. Like when we had the brother on uh, talking about like the, the shooting and just how to be aware on your P's and Q's. Like the first thing I would have did was got in between the officer and my lady. Yeah. That's, that's it, right? So now the officer, of course, is going to try to get whatever with me. But at that point... I need my lady to get on point, though. I need her to either get her phone out or go ahead and get in her car and leave because you're the one that he's after and not me. So now he's just fucking with me or whatever. But there's no reason. Like, why didn't that brother even just get in between? Once she had got up, because I saw he had her by the hand, was trying to put the cup. She did the little get off me move and walked to the side like, well, Mr. Brooks, like, what's going on? Like, what are you really trying to do? At that point, as the brother, I would have signed the shit here, man, take this ticket. Like, here, take it. Bye. Like, we're not, no. It's, but then some you point, have you some gotta, officers, they're just out for blood. They don't, they're out for power. They're out for, let me make you feel as small as the world has made me. Like, let me show you I'm right, the boss. It's, 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 it, there, there's ways to intervene, and you just got to, see, that's why, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, but, Especially the brothers, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, sisters too, but the brothers, like, y'all gotta start doing y'all fucking push-ups, man. Like, y'all niggas gotta start doing your push-ups. You gotta start learning self-defense tactics. Right, I'm like, you... And women, you gotta start learning self-defense tech. Like, A lot of brothers things, nowadays, like, no, no shade, but it's a lot of bitches. A lot of brothers are bitches. I mean, and, like, and, and I don't know their situation, so I don't, you know, I don't want to disparage the brother because it's, maybe he, maybe he could be on the other side of the game. Maybe it could have been a friend. Maybe, but I'm not even saying like other side of the game. I'm just saying like, just bitches. Like, oh, yeah, straight up, yeah. You have some men out here, like today. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Today was just so filled with just, just bullshit. Coco needed air in her tire, and mm-hmm. I've been putting it off because y'all know I don't like going to the gas station. Yeah. That's just not me. I'm not that girl. I do not care to be independent on that level. Gas? What is that? Right. I drive cocoa. Right. Like, ew, I'm not going to the gas station. That was one of the main reasons why I got cocoa. Like, what is this? (laughs) But my tire was, it was flat. And Mm Cocoa kept saying, all right, mommy, like, you need to put some air in your tire. And I'm like, no, I ain't stopping at the gas station. I don't want to do it. Well, being that I am single, like, I mean, you know. Let's call your daddy. I. I can't just call somebody up and be like, you know, hey. Um, so I was like, all right, we got to put some air in Coco today. Pull up to the gas station. Pull up to the pump. It's a lady that gets out of the car. She's in like a truck, like an explorer type truck. So I'm like, okay, well, I feel kind of comfortable. Both yeah, of us QT. need both. It wasn't a QT. It was oh. like a little like Chevron. Oh. So it was Chevron on Cascade. So. And there's other cars there, um, but I felt comfortable because there was another woman there. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? We both need air. This is cool. So she goes first. She's putting air in her tire. So I start standing, like, towards the front of Coco. But I look in the car, and there's a nigga sitting in the front seat on his phone. So I'm literally, I'm literally, like, about to start panicking because the the black woman inside of me is about to say something to this man. Yeah, but you can't because and, you don't know. And so I'm 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 when I say I took several deep breaths mm. and I was like, God, just give me the strength to just just look the other way. Let me just not say nothing. But it was eating at me. See, I always I always try to read the situation a little bit more, but in general when I see that, I kinda of just chalk it up because sometimes you never know. What he was disabled? His legs didn't work? Well, that's see, that's on the other side of the spectrum. It could have been she you know how y'all be? Uh-uh. I can do my own. All right, well, you got it. I'm about to sell it. No, you know, it wasn't just, that. I read it. It was not that. Okay, it was man. absolutely it was not that. It was being lazy, then cool. It was not that. Because it's like, to me, sometimes it irks me when I see women go in the store to like even buy like whatever little snacks or pay for the gas, and I see the niggas sitting in the car. I be thinking like. No, it was, no, it no was not. It was not that. It was not that. It. She was a woman. And she was, it wasn't that. Mm-mm. Might have been her son. It was, I could even see the embarrassment on her face oh, because yeah. she saw how I was looking at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, it yeah. was not that. I promise you, it wasn't. That. And hold on. The kicker, she had to pump two tires. Oh, yeah. It was, and, but see, that's it was not that. Oh, it was not that. That's the accountability, though. But that's the nigga that she fuck with. So. And so that's that's why I didn't... That was what saved me. Mm-hmm. 
Because I was like, you know what? Just my luck. I'll end up on the shade room for saying something. And long and behold, this her nigga. She chose this nigga. No matter how sorry he is, she know he's sorry. And she she don't give a fuck. And she going to stand behind her nigga every time. So who am I to put my life in jeopardy because she don't know her worth? Or maybe she do know her worth and she know that's the type of nigga she can get. See, some people don't think about that. And when I say, when I had to reality check myself, I was like, it's just time for me to just go home. It's too much going on out here in the world. Like, It just, oh, oh my gosh. And so that just goes back to my point where it's just a lot of men out here that don't know how to men. They don't know how to man. They don't know how to do that they know how to record though like because mm, mm. and I told this guy that I was thought I was about to date him (laughs) I don't even want to say we were dating we went on one date like what constitutes as dating like uh, dating is a a consistent I'm saying after how many dates consistent After, after three we're dating consistent dates and we have a future date set we're not dating. Okay. All right. So that's about a month. All right. So we went on one date, so we weren't dating. But he was asking me like what I was looking for. And I told him, I said, honestly, I need somebody that I feel can protect me. Mm. I said, and I brought up the police incident. I said, because unfortunately I was assaulted by a police officer and that I no longer feel safe. I said, I just don't. And so I really need someone that, you know, can protect me. I want to feel safe. And he literally looked at me. He was like, oh, I can't give you that. (laughs) What what do you mean? Like, he ain't going to fight the police? (laughs) I mean, I was asking him to fight the police, but he was just like, oh, dang. Well, I can't give you that. Wow. Because, uh. My girl be known when the police be pulling us over, she'd be like, Can you just calm down and hand him your ID? Because I be wondering, like, what the fuck we do? Like, don't even, <laughs> I don't even want you touching me. Everything's <laughs> paid. We more speeding. Everything mm-hmm. good. What the fuck? What's the problem? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Nah, yes. And, and that's why I say all brothers, because it don't matter the situation. If it's my sister, if I'm with you, right? Like, I'm, I'm with, like, you know what I'm saying? Is this a black man just got to do better on it? You know what I'm saying? Because. But how can they when every video you see, black men are getting targeted? Hey man, we uh like it's a, it's a lot of black men out here that's that's scared, well, scared it, as fuck. It, 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 so then let me say this message. Uh, uh, final statement is this: We are at war, brothers. If you didn't know, we're at war. Right. If you didn't know, if you didn't, and we've know, been at war. We've been at war. <laughs> we're at war. Unfortunately, during war times. It don't call for some sacrifices, some casualties. I just say, tell these brothers, you know, make, make sure you have everything in order. You know what I'm saying? Like, get your life insurance. Get your get step your will, in sync. Yes. And then after you have all that, stay empowered. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want you to do nothing stupid, brothers. But, like, you know, if you got bullshit on you, that ain't the time to be talking back to the police. Like, you know, there's some times where I might have mm-hmm. just got through drinking something, might see something. No, I can't stop. I'm sorry. Because... I'm putting myself, but if I'm clear-minded and everything, and the car and everything clear, we clear over here, you can pull over. I seen some brothers in Mississippi. I don't know if you've seen that video. It was a brother in Mississippi getting roughed up, and two brothers got out the car, 
you know, to record a situation while the police was throwing him in the damn back of the car. A white man stopped as well, clearly by the sister uh, uh clearly by the sister police. So then the two brothers were like, What the fuck did you stop for? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So then the police approaches the brothers like, I'm about to lock y'all up too. What do we do? Y'all obstructing whatever the fuck. But then the, the brothers just looked at the other brother and said, Hey bro, uh the police is coming. So we're gonna show them this video and we're gonna do what we gotta do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The police coming, the police coming. That's what the police officer said. Police officer showed up. Of course, put the brothers in cuffs first before they had a conversation. And the other brother's about to turn up. And the guy with the phone said, hey, nah, just turn around. Put your hands behind your back. Because we already knew this is about to happen. Mm-hmm. We got the video. We didn't do nothing. But I say all that to say, brothers, just stay vigilant and be on point. Now, them brothers was inebriated, had some bullshit mm-hmm. on them, had some warrants on them, any of that. It had been stupid because you just put yourself mm-hmm. in a situation. But if you know everything good, Come on, bro. We we at war. You had to fight. You had to stand up. You had to say something. And it's not even so much as a a physical war, y'all. We are in a it's spiritual. Both. It's both too, though. You gotta put some hands on some. No, hands. no, no, no. Yeah. I get that, but I'm saying I don't want y'all to just think that we out here physically fighting. They are fighting us with their minds. And so, if you are not mentally strong and mentally equipped. You're going to lose every single time. Every single time. We are going battling spiritual warfare. That is real. That is real. And that's not taught. And so then you wonder why so much is happening. It's because we are fighting a spiritual war as well. And you have people that can't handle that. And so then they see black people as targets. And so this goes to what I I say all the time. When you forget that you are black in a country that does not like black people, does not value them, does not understand them, does not care for them, does not want anything to do with them. When you forget that you are black and that you already have that one strike against you and that strike accounts for about five or six strikes. So you technically got about five or six strikes against you. You... You have got to understand that you are at, you're fighting a different battle. You are fighting a different battle. So then when you tack on that, you got warrants. Then when you tack on that, you got X, Y, and Z going on. And you got uh, illegal substances in the car. And you got a a non-registered firearm. And you got all this other stuff on top of being black. Are you serious? Why would you be driving at 90 miles a fucking hour? Why would you be smoking in the car? Why would you be playing your music loud as fuck? Not saying that you cannot do that, but I'm also saying that you have to remember that you are still black in a country that hates black people, despite our numerous contributions to this society, to the culture, to this entire fucking world. How many more examples do we need? Trayvon Martin had on a fucking hoodie. Like, like Skittles in his pocket. Like, the lady who who lied on Emmett Till, they found this lady, knows that she lied, and refused to convict her. Refused. They are refusing. I saw that. 
She admitted that she lied. And, and that's some bullshit. And they are refusing to convict this lady. That should show you right there the type of place that we live in. But it also should show you how we need to put our power together. Because the Anti-Defamation League, the Jewish people, they are still hunting Nazis. Did you see that old-ass, decrepit man? Yep. Yep. Locked? I mean, this yep. nigga could barely fucking walk. Yep. And they locked his ass locked up. Locked him up. But that's what they do. See, we got to start doing that shit, too. It's not over. We can put some more pressure and get her ass locked up. There's no statute of limitation to murder. But you know there's that's where it goes to these black leaders. Exactly. Because you're not the mayor first. You are a black man first. I don't care what you say. As much cultural influence that Atlanta has, you as the mayor, you should be speaking up. You need to be speaking up. Period. No excuse. You didn't get in that position to please white people. You got in that position because we put you there. Like, I just wanted to make, I wanted to make sense. Now, on the next pot of soul, because we need to wrap this up because it's, it's, it's late. But <laughs> I want to get into depth, or I'm going to get into depth about Stacey Abrams. Um, <coughs> election is coming up. And I have not been hearing good things about her campaign in regards to the black vote. Um, I've been hearing that she has been polling extremely low in the black demographic. Um, and yeah, I want to get into that. I definitely want to talk about that. Um, yeah, I want to so talk she, about it. She's supposed to be doing, a, um, this Saturday. She's supposed I saw to be that. doing that, uh, podcast. So that means by the time we record next time, it should be out. So we should be able to listen to that too. And, um, I have some shit to say too, cause I had some brothers who went to that brothers meeting that mm. she had and they were, uh, at Spice House. No, not the Spice House one. The one that was right down the street. Oh yeah. Um, no, a lot of people are disappointed. Yeah. A lot of people are disappointed. And so I'm very, I'm very excited. Not excited. Hold on. That's the wrong word. I am very curious to see how this is going to play out. Yeah, me too. Are black people tired of being black-faced by black people? Uh, yeah, I think like, so. Like, is that, is that what we're coming to? Like... I think it's that on top of the Democrats don't give a fuck. And so. people and and like is Biden really showing waking people up more than Trump did? Cause it's giving Nah, you know who woke people up first? It was Obama. Obama was the first one to wake black people up. Mm -hmm. Sat back eight years, didn't get shit, lost a lot of shit. And then Trump comes and gives us all of this shit. Well, it well it was twofold because not only did that happen, they also lied to us and said, well, we post-racial. So, you know, America is not as racist as you think it is. And boom, here come Trump. So now mm -hmm. black people are like, well, hold on. Where all these crackers come from vote for Trump? If it ain't supposed to be that racial. Mm -hmm. you know I'm talking saying? about, I really think Trump's era, that was the most white people, some black people they ever seen in their life. Like <laughs> no, I think I think that was the most white supremacy black people. Seen. Yes, because I yes. think they know they knew all these white people. They didn't know these white people really felt that way. They yeah. thought that John was still cool. They mm -hmm. didn't know John on the inside. Yep. He'll get money with you, but he don't fuck with you. Yes, 
he do not fuck with you. Neither does that Asian man. Neither does that Hispanic man. Because they all voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. So come on. Yep. And now we're at a point where the Democrats are even funding Republicans. Thinking that, oh, well, if this Republican was the primary, we'll easily defeat them. No. Why aren't you funding the Democrats? Like, why aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's another rabbit hole, honey. But thank you all so much again um, for tuning into the Cool and Conscious podcast brought to you by a black owned black run media company, just Eldridge Media. Make sure you follow the social media, Cool and Conscious. Cool spelled with a Q. That's Q O O L and Conscious. And then, of course, follow the host, me at Questions with Cree. That's Questions with Q R I. I'm super excited. For everything that's to come, um, thank you guys for listening to me during that first part. I feel like I was being very vulnerable, um, and I am proud of myself. Um, and I'm proud of you guys, too, for sticking in there with me. Um, we are definitely on a journey, a marathon. You know, I welcomed stamina into my Lionsgate manifestation. So grant me the stamina to continue to run this marathon with you all for you all because of you all um i love you i thank you make sure you tell your auntie brother daddy sister cousin to tune in share repost like comment subscribe all of that extra social media crap and until next time